I'm never gonna stop loving you If I could, I would have done it by now The circle like salmon in holy pools Gathering speed until we can't slow it down You said you're never gonna stop loving me Oh, I've been crawling on my hands and knees Through the valleys in the dark I fall apart, you pick me up You're listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Kitsy, and with me, as always, is the cold-blooded Caleb Coy. <laughs> you know, I have been feeling a little extra to cold, cold lately, but I think that's because, you know, the, the air conditioning's working, so we just, like, cranked it to make up for the The time you didn't have it, yeah. It that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hello. It feels How's like it it's been a while, but it hasn't. It's been it, the normal amount of time. <laughs> it's been exactly the normal amount of time, and I think maybe... Maybe our brains are just a little thrown off because we originally weren't going to be recording tonight, and then we were we were going to, but at a different time. And now we're right here back at our regular time. And it feels like it feels like a bonus because I, originally I wasn't going to see you today, and now I get it's, to. So like that's, that's always true. it's always a fun little thing. Yeah, this is nice. So Caleb, uh, we got a real interesting one today. Yeah. Um, you have you are listening to this record for the first time. Uh live as we record that's true this is a this is a blind react for you you gave me the time to listen to it uh and you didn't take it i i won't even make the excuse that i didn't have the time or whatnot i i chose because i thought you know i i sat down to listen to it and my thought was this would be more interesting if i just don't (laughs) (laughs) so what you're saying is you skipped the homework But I'm actually I'm glad that I did. Uh, you once uh, with with one of the, your picks uh, instructed me not to do any research about the the band whatsoever, and I'd listen to whatnot until um, until we did the, the mm-hmm. episode, and yeah. that was really interesting. Uh, and by extension, I I ended up doing the same thing with this, where like not only did I listen to it, but I also didn't look the band up at all. Uh, 
And as we'll get into shortly, uh, I have uncovered some revelations about it that make me extra glad and excited that I waited because uh, all of the energy in, in my my voice uh, is very real <laughs> as I talk about this band today. Okay. Well, uh, is one of the revelations that they're from your city? Yes. So, uh, I, I did not know that this band was from St. Louis. I didn't uh, either. And that's actually, I was, I had the idea to do this and I'll tell you why in a second. Yeah. Um, and, and then when I looked them up and saw they were from St. Louis, I was like, well, that feels like we have to do it. Caleb's from St. Louis <laughs> or Caleb lives in St. Louis rather. And we, we have to do it. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that was, that was kind of the, the, the deciding factor for me. Um, that's awesome. Now this is a band, you know, those bands that like, you keep seeing their name pop up, like people you know talk about them, and you just never check them out. Yeah, that's most bands for me, yeah. honestly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so this is one of those bands for me. A lot of people I know love this band. Okay. I have never listened to one second of their music mm. before this week. Um, and the thing that got me to do so is uh, there's a very... Uh, much maligned Pitchfork review. Okay. Uh, which I'm going to send you a link in Slack right now. Yeah. And uh, we'll have to post this in the show notes. Um, it is probably the worst music review I've ever read. And I don't mean as in like they gave the album a bad review, although they kind of did. But I mean like this is just a very bad review of music. <laughs> I I used to see a, a few of those that I, I think probably fit that description that you're you're talking about uh, back in the like early 2000s in AP. I feel like they had some yeah uh, some some writers on staff who were really phoning it in. I mean, maybe literally, but also figuratively. Yeah. Uh, so like th- this this uh, this review is like I, I saw some really great criticism of the review and uh, on Twitter. Uh, like whenever this review came out, because I think this record just came out. Um, yeah, it came out August sixth, so it's it's pretty new. Um, and I think one of my favorite uh, <laughs> one of my favorite comments that I saw on Twitter about this article was like, "Does the reviewer even like music?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the opening line. The St. Louis band's fourth album scrapes away their unwieldy experimentalism in favor of the approachable, frustratingly anonymous sounds of 2010's Festival Rock. What is 2010's Festival Rock? What the fuck does that even mean? I don't know, but clearly it's not this person's uh, favorite genre by a mile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I just know that, like, so a lot of people that I that I know and and whose you know music opinions I I respect. Uh, we're obviously very frustrated by this and, and we're like, mm-hmm. you know, that record deserved way more than a six from Pitchfork. Um, and it's, uh, you know, the, the review sucks and I agree the review sucks. Um, I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about Foxing yet and we'll get into that in a little bit, but, uh, this review is not a fair review of, of the record in my opinion. Um, and it also kind of cemented for me, I remember one time, way, way back in this podcast, uh, I asked you if we thought we should do like a rating system for, for mm. records and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of like, eh. Yeah. 
Um, too much work. Too and much pressure. It's, but, well, I realize that's the right move because, like, it's not a competition, right? And as soon as you start adding ratings to it, it's like saying, well, this album's better than that album. Yeah. And that's just not how music works. And like, you know, you've got to, you've got to choose a scale and then you have to choose like how you weight that scale and like how to like, how do, you know, two records that you, you thought were both okay. Like does one deserve a, like a four and the other deserves a six? Like what? Yeah. Like, it, 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 mm. So I, so I, uh, I'm very glad that we don't do, uh, ratings like number ratings because you know uh, we just want to nerd out about the music and talk about the stuff that we like so yeah exactly like, like here's here's a spoiler alert if mm. we didn't like something we probably just didn't cover it that's at least <laughs> it's, that has been our our uh probably one rule along the, this whole time is that w at least one of us has to to like it yeah and yet sometimes no. and yet sometimes <laughs> and yet the cowboy mouth episode is a thing so <laughs> Heads like Runaway, not even close. Our most listened to episode. I don't understand it. That's it was it was an April Fool's joke. It wasn't supposed to be a serious episode. <laughs> Cowboy Mouth and Rick Moranis, but like it, it's it's gonna it's going down in history as as iconic. It's like I, that's I that's the like ultimate left of the dial episode. I wonder how many people have have seen Rick Moranis in the title and thought, oh, Rick Moranis is on this? I'm going to listen to it. And then I get real disappointed when it's a country album by Rick Moranis and he's nowhere in sight. Um, I, I I just, I wonder, I wonder how often that happens. I have to think it's a lot. I mean, it's so good though. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Rick Moranis or Cowboy Mouth or us really. We're here to talk about the band Foxing and their Latest album just came out August 6th called Draw Down the Moon. And mm -hmm. you just heard the title track, uh, which is the fourth track on the record, also called Draw Down the Moon, because that's, again, mm -hmm. how title tracks work. That is. Uh, you heard that coming into the podcast. And Caleb, this was your uh, introduction to this record and presumably this band. So uh, hit me with what you thought. Um, I mean, I didn't know what to expect, but it was not this. Um, first impressions, uh, the vocalist seems to very much subscribe to the, uh, Adam Levine, uh, walk the moon okay. vibe of how to, to present their vocals. A lot, a lot of falsetto, a lot of just that, uh, I don't know quite how to describe it better than that. Other than it sounds like I'm listening to an extremely hipster Maroon 5 record. Okay. Um, but that said, like the the tones that they do, like there there's some some elements of electronic. There's this growly, like huge bass tone, uh, very like kind of piano driven, and like it it dances on this line of is it like indie rock and roll? Is it uh, like electro pop? Is it like radio rock? Like what is it? And I kind of love that I don't have an answer for that. Yeah, as I say, I, I, I have the same <laughs> questions and I still don't know. Um, <laughs> so I'm so glad that you said Walk the Moon because uh, it, I don't know if you remember, but several years ago, uh, back when we lived in Oakland, I was really into the the Talking is Hard record. Mm -hmm. um, the, that was the one with the Shut Up and Dance song on it. That, that song's a jam. It's, it's such a jam. Uh, there's a lot of good songs on that record, actually. Yeah. Um, and this gives me very similar vibes. Like it's it's very dancey, 
Mm -hmm. uh, just like the the Walk Through Moon record and the vocal stylings, like you said, that that was spot on. Yeah. Um, so I got a lot of, you know, Walk the Moon-ish vibes on this. And that's probably the only comparison I'm going to make because this is a, a type of music I don't spend a lot of time listening to and don't yeah. have a very deep knowledge in. Um, but yeah, I, much like you, I wasn't sure what to expect from Foxing. This is not what I expected at all. Yeah. And I don't think that's either a bad thing or a good thing. It's just a thing. It's just a thing. But yeah, I have no idea where to categorize this. I, what what I will say is based on the review on Pitchfork, which is bad, um, <laughs> and and what I've heard other people who are fans of the band say, apparently this was a pretty ambitious and like different record for them. Okay. So I am interested to go back to hear their earlier stuff uh, and yeah. just kind of see what they like where they came from, which might make this make a little more sense to me because this was a big. It was a big surprise. It was not what I was expecting to hear. Yeah, so uh, once I put the, the record on, I immediately uh, called up uh, Genius.com because I wanted to see if there were lyrics posted, as I often do. And this is where you saw my face start to uh, contort into all forms of surprise and shock and interest. Uh, when I read the sentence... Foxing is an indie-slash-alternative-slash-math-rock band, self-described as, quote, post-good, which is... <laughs> post-good! The most amazing uh, genre description I've ever seen, uh, from St. Louis, Missouri. And that, like, what? How do... Like, I'm, I'm out of touch with the music scene uh, in general. Uh, I mean, largely because of the last couple of years, but also because I just kind of... Um, I, I lost a lot of my my will and motivation to participate when I was not act in, an active member, uh, but uh, I also specifically don't know a lot about the the uh, the scene around here. And I had like I when I lived here the, the first time around, I, I was trying to go to, to shows more often, and I was definitely interacting with more the the right people that I would have uh, run into bands like this. But I just I I hadn't heard of them, so I was looking at the list of band members to see if I knew any of them, uh, which you know, then led me to doing a, a quick Google search, and I found uh, a Wikipedia article. And uh, as you saw my my face get more and more like shocked and surprised uh, to learn that uh, one of the former members of this band is not only someone that I used to work with two jobs ago, um, but also was a member of another band from this area that I do know about that I fucking love. Huh. Uh, and so this goes way back. The, the, this guy, Ben was in this band Eagle Scout. Okay. Uh, Eagle Scout played their last show in 2011. So I never saw them play um, that I know of. I, I'm, they were active at the right times though, that I may have actually encountered them at some point, you know, kind of towards the end of like my touring career with, sure, yeah. uh, with long since. Uh, but I was at a buddy's house right, from, you know, my old days in Apple retail. We used to go, you know, every Sunday to my, my buddy Tyson's house and we'd, we'd uh, drink lots of whiskey and watch the walking dead. And it kind of turned into this big thing weekly. A ton of people would show up. So I was standing around talking to this dude one time. We were shooting the shit about band stuff. And it turns out, you know, we were, uh, you know, had been involved in scenes a long time ago. And he's like, yeah, you know, maybe you would have heard of my, my band Eagle Scout. So I, I looked them up and I bought the record. Uh, I forget the name of it off the top of my head, but it should be pretty easy to find still. Uh, and I fucking loved it. 
Um, super, super into it. So then fast forward, I'm reading about this band Foxing and see that uh, someone that I know that used to be in this band had also been an Eagle Scout. And my brain was just like full on explosions. <laughs> like what is happening here? The, the, the connection. And then for me to, to not know uh, this band at all. Uh, and it's wild. Like, uh, a couple of the dudes from the, the, the photos of the band do look kind of familiar, which makes me think that, um, you know, I, I definitely have never seen this band live, but I do kind of wonder if I've worked with a couple of these people or like just encountered them out at various events that, uh, that I've gone to. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to find out if they're playing local shows anytime soon for me to, uh, to try to go see them. Uh, but yeah, all that to, to say, like completely caught off guard by everything about this band, uh, the, their sound, their location, their membership and whatnot. And so, uh, well done <laughs> with this pick. It was kind of a whim, but I'm glad we went with it because, uh-huh. you know, we were stepping out of our comfort zone a little bit and that's always good to do. Mm-hmm. Checking out some stuff we probably wouldn't checked out otherwise. And Hey, here we are. Now, normally, when we do uh, a thing like this where one of us has heard the record and the other hasn't, uh, the one who's heard the record will pick uh, a specific set of tracks. Yeah. But I didn't do that because I haven't listened to the record enough uh, to have honed down to six specific tracks. So what we're going to do, Caleb, Mm -hmm. is we're going to take turns picking just based on, hey, that title sounds cool. Okay. Okay. And since I picked the opening track, I think it's your turn to pick a track. So what uh, what speaks to you? That seems fair. Um, I want to go uh, bump forward a couple of tracks to uh, track number six called Bialystok. I was just thinking about Watching television next to you Just to sit there on the couch not do much of anything at all Sacred insignificance They are arms from the universe I'm dragging myself back home But I'm homesick everywhere I go I feel so homesick everywhere I go I'm 
several thoughts about this track. Uh, me too. But so, you picked it, so go ahead. I picked it, yeah. So first of all, I picked it because uh, the name Bialystok uh, just jumped out at me as one of the uh, characters from the producers. Oh, okay. And I was hoping that that's what the track was about. Uh, in fact, it's about a, uh, a town in, or a city in Poland, uh, and close to the uh, border with Belarus, uh, where apparently uh, Foxing performed a, a festival there in uh, 2019, and it was the farthest place they'd ever been from home. Ah. Uh, very, very interesting story behind that. Uh, a little bit of a letdown that it's not about the producers, but you know what? That's also a good story, so yeah, fine. You, you guys are okay. Um, one thing I'm... I'm I'm deciding, and I, I may come to a different conclusion after hearing more than two songs, but uh, so far, it feels like this band, at least this uh, record from this band, it, it, going off the assumption that their earlier stuff does sound different, uh, as we're led to believe, uh, that this record is very much kind of a natural progression of a lot of what I've seen going on in the, the local scene over the last several years. Okay. Uh, so we talk a lot about the the Midwest emo of, you know, our day, for lack of a better sure. description. They're all twinkly guitar. Back in our day. Like, yeah, uh, and whatnot. Um, but kind of starting like late 2000s uh, and going forward – and I don't have a lot of specific examples, just music that I've encountered mostly from from people that I know. But I think like The Graduate coming out of like central Illinois uh, and uh, those guys later uh, doing uh, The Sun and the Sea and Star Wolf and, and whatnot. Uh, this progression of this more like electronic and dance driven, but still like indie rock uh, and still like very like catchy and approachable and like sing alongable uh, sort of stuff. And it feels like this, this kind of pulls like a, a natural influence from that aspect of the regional scene. Um, but also in this track, I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing the, a strong potential for a club hit. Yeah. Um, that has this like droney bass and drum feel and this repetitive, uh, chorus, you know, I feel so homesick everywhere I go, uh, over and over and over again. And I could see someone like really like doing a, a heavy bass, uh, drum, uh, remix of this. And, <clears throat> and then it's just like super auto-tuned, feel so homesick everywhere I go sort of thing. And people just, you know, droning out in the club. I, I can absolutely see that. Uh, and so, um, I think that that's really interesting and musically, I actually really liked this, and I think it's because it's so simplistic and approachable and catchy uh, and, and repetitive that it's it's easy to like for those. Um, the vocals I didn't like. Okay. Or specifically, so uh, there's a really kind of like distorted, garbly lo-fi effect at the beginning and the end. I think that that's very cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't. I just. I didn't really care for the melodies that much throughout this and. After that, like really powerful uh, vocal take on the uh, the previous track that we just listened to, this felt like this wasn't your best, bro. Huh? <laughs> so th those are my several thoughts about this. Well, I picked this. I I wanted to pick this song. I should say you picked it. Um, <laughs> this was going to be on my list because uh, in my car today earlier when I listened to the, the record one time. This was the song that stuck out the most to me. Okay. Uh, I think just because it is so catchy and so, like, it just, it, it, it's, 
it's dancey too. Like you, you want to dance. It makes you want to dance. Yeah. Um, it makes me want to see this performed in a big room with a lot of people who are dancing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. I don't know. And I just think it's a, a, a lovely sentiment. You know, I feel so homesick everywhere I go without you. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's sweet. And yeah. coincidentally, Caleb, how I feel about you. So Aww. homesick right now <laughs> in my home. <laughs> I was the, yeah, the, I was just thinking about arguing in the kitchen and just to be the one that you argue with is a miracle in itself. Sacred insignificance. That is a, a great line. Sacred insignificance. Yep. Like, None of this matters. It's not important. It's the mundanities of life. But with you, it has meaning. That's that's beautiful. That, so that again, is. like the 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 music is catchy. The the lyrics are are like beautifully sentimental. Um, I just yeah, I, I I I'm just I'm a little bit surprised that this is the vocal take they sent out the door. That's all. Fair enough. So this was going to be the song I was going to pick going into the break. Um, which I didn't get to do. So thanks for that. Going into the break. We're going into the break right now. I know the song we just did is the song oh! I was going to pick going into the break. So now I have to pick a different song for the I break. Thought you were, I thought you were segueing into, into the break. Now. I'm, oh. I'm stalling for time while I try to figure <laughs> out what song I want to pick. Uh, I'm going to go one back. Okay. In the order to where the lightning strikes twice. There's a lot going on in this song. There really is. There's a lot going on in this song. There's a lot going on in my head. So I'm going to try to get through it uh, without losing any of it. So uh, the intro to this song has the, I mean, the whole song kind of has this galloping rhythm and vibe to it, but the intro to this song, the the guitar part for, for a brief second, I feel like it's going to go into Barracuda (laughs) (laughs) and it doesn't. Um, uh, Okay. Then there's that guitar solo. Uh, uh-huh. there's, well, there's a couple guitar solos. The first, the, the first one that stuck out to me was it's a very fuzzy guitar and it sounds like you're in one end of an amphitheater and the guitar is in the other and there's nothing yep. in between you. Yep. It's very big and very far away. Uh, but it's, it's very epic. Um, I think epic's a good word Yeah, for this whole song. In fact, uh, I, I try, I was trying to figure out like w- what this reminded me of and i think i figured it out oh this is what power metal would sound like in a major key okay it's i mean when you think about it it's got it's got that very like epic grandiose um kind of sound to it there's the symphonic element Mm -hmm. to it and Mm -hmm. it's just it's driving and it's galloping and the chorus gets real big at the end and oh yeah it's it's I think this is this in another life. This could have been a power metal song. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, it's even got like a, some double kick in there. Like it's it's a whole. It, it's just it's a it's a fun that. one. It's a fun one, and I I I really enjoyed that one. I felt like I was on a horse the whole time. Yeah, I completely caught off guard with each track that we listened to of this band, and I'm I'm loving the experience. And the the first thing I'll say is uh, while I you. Know, had a, a little bit of a critique of the the vocals on the track that we just heard, uh, Bialystok. Uh, I think the performance on this one is stellar. Yeah, and it fits very well with the 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 vibe that you're talking about about it being like a, a power metal ballad. Uh, like it, it feels like it easily. Could, I mean, I 
can't believe how short the members of this band's hair is uh, <laughs> when I see photos, <laughs> if we're being honest. Uh, this also apparently was the, the first single, which is a bold choice. Yeah. You are coming right out and telling people exactly what you're about when you release this track first. I really hope I get a chance to see this band sometime because if these songs are half as huge in uh, real life as they are on, on the record, then... Uh, that's going to be a fun time. This song makes me want to get a sword, get a horse, <laughs> and go on an epic quest. Oh my God, it's, it's definitely quest music. It's quest music. And, you know, being in the Midwest, there are definitely areas where uh, lightning is going to be striking numerous times. In the, uh, I, I don't know much about tall grass around here, though. I don't know where they got that from. Uh, Missouri's not really known for, for well, tall grass. who's to say? <laughs> but, uh, you know, with you, not a day went wasted. So, so uh, we obviously did these songs in reverse order, but that's a, a great setup to the, the uh, sentiments expressed in Bialystok. It really is. So. Well, why don't we go ahead and hear Where the Lightning Strikes Twice off of the album Draw Down the Moon by Foxing. Take a quick break, hear from our sponsors, and when we come back, we're going to talk about a few more songs off this record. So don't go anywhere. Stay exactly where you are, unless you're right in there. danger, in which case move. Yeah. Please move. Please. Don't stay. Put the podcast down and get out of danger. <laughs> Why are you listening to a podcast while you're in danger? That's a terrible idea. What do I do? Everything is... Everything is... Oh, my God. But I can't stop listening. It's just so good. It's everything.
Hello, I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Colin Ryan. And we're here to tell you about the new podcast coming to the Night Shift Radio Network. It's something two white cishet dudes have never covered. Star Trek. But here's the twist. The omnipotent god is actually a malfunctioning robot? No, well... Maybe, but the real twist is we roped our mom into it. That's me. Hi, Hi, Mom. Mom. In the monthly podcast, we will cover all the Trek movies from the motion picture to beyond. Our lifelong love of Trek comes from being introduced to it by our mom at a very young age. But that's a story for the podcast. Look at you, Mom. You're a natural. That's why I'm the Admiral. So join us September 8th for our monthly podcast, Where No Mom Has Gone Before. Available on the Night Shift Radio Network, wherever in subspace you catch your podcasts. Now, which one is the one with the whales? Four.
clouds were whispering Draw your moon to me Draw your moon to me You're still listening to Left of the Dial. I'm still Kitsy. Caleb is still cold-blooded. Although with these headphones on, it does get exceptionally warm. Like it's it's really, it's it's unfair the difference in my body's perceived temperature of this room with and without them. I guess your main source of cooling yourself is through your ears. I must be. <laughs> apparently, apparently, uh, just defying reason and medical science, uh, all of my heat escapes through my ears. <laughs> and we, of course, are still talking about the album Draw Down the Moon by the band Foxing. Just came out uh, August 6th of this year. Brand new That's record. so recently. Yeah, it's so recent. <laughs> uh, Caleb. Yeah. You want to you wanna tell us what you picked to come back from uh, the, the break? You know, I sure do. Uh, so I went with uh, track number one called 737. Uh, and I did that kind of as a, a, an in-joke to myself because uh, one of my favorite songs of all time is the song 747 by the band Kent, a, uh, I believe Swedish band, hmm. um, off the, the, the final track off their record, Isola. And uh, it is a, a reference to the 747 airplane, uh, the Boeing 747, uh, but putting that in context of the, the rest of the, the song. So I was, I was curious, uh, is this also? Uh, it turns out, yes. In fact, it's, it's uh, more than a, an illusion. It is a direct uh, reference uh, where in line one he says, I feel like a 737 uh, painted over and over again until the paint gets too heavy. Grounded there, no company on my side, which I believe is a great uh, uh, double meaning there. No company as in no no company's logo painted on the side, uh, but also no company as in I am alone. Uh, oh, damn, is, that's good. Yeah, this song this song is deep, and I'm, I'm going to get into it because um, I, I really like that. And it's uh, the, the next line, I, I feel like a rover alone singing happy birthday to itself on Mars. My battery is low and it's getting dark, which is something I try not to think about a lot because it's extraordinarily depressing, even though it shouldn't be because it's machinery, but those rovers all by themselves on another planet elsewhere in the, in the system. You know, <laughs> there's another way to think about that, that I think about sometimes, um, that's kind of, I don't want to say trippy, but just kind of like, a huh is uh, our closest planet uh, is entirely inhabited by robots. That's true. (laughs) And as far as we know, uh, we have the only uh, planet in the the, the galaxy uh, that is entirely populated by robots. As far as we know. That no, uh, as far as we know, no sentient life form has ever set foot on. As far as we know. As far as we we know. know. Um, but yes, I mean, that's the, it's more than just a, a recurring theme in this track. I mean, the refrain is literally just, I can't do this alone over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, and, uh, I like that those first two verses, I kind of feel more on the, the hopeless side. Uh, but in the third one, they say, yeah, I feel like I'm just proud to be your friend to sit behind beside you while the the paint gets too heavy. I love you all and thank you. Uh, and so rather than uh, I am alone, I can't do this. It's an acknowledgement. I can't do this alone. 
And I feel like by extension, it's like, oh, we can't do this alone. Uh, and we, we get through this together, uh, which is a great, uh, great sentiment to start out a record that releases in mid-2021. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but something super clever that I don't think I would have immediately picked up on because I haven't listened to the whole record yet. But uh, uh, every now and then someone makes a, a helpful annotation on Genius.com. What? In the, uh, and the final fake. segment, um, a, there's a, a series of lines that feel un, unrelated and unconnected, but actually uh, seem to be referencing uh, each of the tracks on this record. So the planes that never fly is mm-hmm. referencing 737. Mm-hmm. Uh, the debt that never dies is from uh, Go Down Together, the second track. The line specifically, you see the elephant saddled with a loan. Uh, the beacons never light, the track beacons. The moon stays in the sky, draw down the moon. Uh, the lightning never strikes, of course, where the lightning strikes twice, which we just heard. Uh, the homes I've left behind from Bialystok, uh, homesick everywhere I go. The floors I'll never find, uh, referencing the track, at least we found the floor. The eyes that never cry uh, from the line, and now nothing makes me cry uh, from cold-blooded. Uh, the love, uh, love never believed from if I believed in love and the dead who never speak from speak with the dead. Now, the only place that that falls apart is that the, the very last line before they go back into the, uh, well, a version of the refrain, it's, uh, the spells were whispering, which I don't know if that's referenced anywhere else on the record. Uh, and then, of course, the, uh, the the final refrain is just "Draw your moon to me, draw your moon to me" to the the same tune as the "I can't do this alone." Mm-hmm. Uh, so, all in all, this is a a very interesting and very powerful choice for an album opener. You know, I, it's it's kind of cool the way they you know referenced every song coming up on the record that way mm-hmm. because that means you have to know the sequencing of your record when you write that song. Mm-hmm. The only yeah. thing I have to add to, to your uh, critique of this song is uh, towards the end, like it, the most of the song is kind of small and soft mm-hmm. and it gets real heavy for a minute. Yeah. And the, the way it gets heavy kind of reminds me of Manchester Orchestra, actually. Okay. Um, I can't think of the name of the song, but it's it's on that album of theirs that we covered last year. Uh, yeah. The 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 black mile to the surface. Yeah. 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 There's a song on there that it just like gets really hard and heavy for a minute, and yeah. this this very much reminds me of that. Um, in some ways, especially like between how like huge it gets with him starting to to yell the the words towards the end uh but also the way it just kind of like falls apart at the very end yeah uh, it reminds me of uh like ugly organ era cursive okay i could see that yeah, yeah. that was a good album <laughs> it was they uh they played tracks off of that when we saw them remember when, did, when we saw them no when did we see them they played uh, with Minus the Bear. Oh, when you're here for oh my that's, that's right. Minus the Bear was so good, I forgot we even saw Cursive. <laughs> that was easily one of the, the best live shows I've ever seen. It was pretty good. <laughs> Minus the Bear was so fucking they were, good. Yeah, they were so good, I forgot I saw Cursive. <laughs> wow. Well, it, I, was, I was very uh, very proud of myself 
in the beginning because I, I thought the way I had done this, I was going to get to pick the last song, but I realize now that's not how this works. Uh, so it's now going to be in the middle of the second half instead of the song we got on, but that's going to be If I Believed in Love. You look like you were jamming out to that one. That was a very good song. Yeah, it was. That was extremely catchy. That's why I saved it for my last pick. <laughs> there are parts of that song that, in my mind, are what people like, well, let's say 50-ish uh, years ago or so, uh, would have thought that music from space would sound like. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. Very like very old sci-fi sort of uh, effects on the vocals and whatnot, and very like synthy vocoder uh, sort of uh, vibe to it. But then just like the whole middle section is this big dancey rock song. Mm -hmm. The the drums uh, they feel like live drums, but they've been distorted enough to sound like electronic drums, mm -hmm. and that creates this mood in me that I I just I I had to dance right here in my my little rocking stool. <laughs> there you go. Um also it seems like they may have done it again. Uh specifically the line in the chorus every day I spent uh pent up in a blind, I wonder. Uh pent up in a blind is the title of an instrumental track from their first record. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Which I assume is referencing being in a hunting blind. Very uh, self-referential of them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would feel pent up in one of those as well. As would I. So uh, as of the release of this episode, we will have just had 
a very exciting Left of the Dial Live. I mean, they're all exciting. Every single artist that we've had has been phenomenal. They've been, they've been wonderful people, wonderful artists, but uh, particularly exciting for us because this is a, a, a two-time, our, our very first two-time guest. Yes. Uh, who has now joined us uh, for, for a, a live, uh, joining uh, Kaylee, who is the only other person in that club to be on the podcast twice and do a live. Yeah. Uh, and that, of course, is Oceanator, and specifically our dear friend Elise. Yes. Uh, that session just- was so good. It, so so good. It was so good. It's it's up on our our YouTube channel right now. You can always find it on our website too. Just go to leftofthedial.fm/live. It'll be right there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a great session. Um, those songs work really well live. It's it's uh, it's yeah. delightful, and they were they were all the her whole band was very just delightful people. Yeah, they were a, just... a treat to work with and have in the studio. Was, uh, so this this like. More often than not, I either like I fuck up time zone math, or like I'm I'm busy, or like just just forget, and so I have to go back and watch the recordings after the fact. Mm-hmm. This is one of the, the few times that I made it a point to remember and actually like. Yeah, I saw we you in the sit- chat. We were sitting and watching TV, uh, and I realized what time it was, and I'm like. Oh my God, it's happening now. And I was like, do you want to put it on? I was like, yes. <laughs> and put it on my big TV and just sat and enjoyed watching this. And, uh, and just seeing her play with a, a whole band and just seeing how into it everyone was, it, just, it felt so good. It, it felt really good to be here and be part of it. It was, they just have an energy about them that's just so good. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. good. So yeah, watch that session. Uh, watch all of our sessions, really, because they're all awesome. We've got sessions with Catbite. Uh, we've got Bacchae. We've got... Uh, who else did we do? Um, River Bay, the Tisbergs, River Bay, Aaron the Fox, Aaron Kaylee. Fox, Kaylee. Yeah. Oh, just, oh, uh, every, one of them's, every one of them's great. Every single one of them's great. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, we we now have officially launched the, uh, the Left of the Dive... Left of the Dive? Left of the Dial mailing list yes uh where people can uh, can sign up uh, if you head on over to the left of the dial.fm uh for all the the latest news and and information about the 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 music the music yeah all Pew. of the music all uh, of the music I le- i'm legally required to inform you that it's not a pyramid scheme uh our lawyer has <laughs> said i have to make that claim anytime we talk about the email list so uh it is not a pyramid scheme uh uh Legally required to disclose that. Anyway, all that to say, we have one more song off of the album Draw Down the Moon by Foxing to talk about. And Caleb, I believe it's your pick. And what are you going to choose? I believe it is. And because it makes me want to yell, Gondor calls for aid, uh, we're going to listen to track three, Beacons. Of course, I I picked this track because of the, the, the reference that I was pretty sure it wasn't making, but I wanted it to. Uh huh. But having done that, I just I am blown away by how much I liked this song. Uh, first impression, uh, just off the cuff, very like Passion Pit Phoenix sort of vibes. Sure, yeah. The, that dancey, again, falsetto, like high energy. Um, there's some more like self-referencing stuff. Uh, that, like there's a couple times where they say, uh, so throw away the albatross, uh, which referring to a, a both a burden that one carries uh you know going all the way back to the the rhyme of the ancient mariner uh, but also their debut album was called the albatross oh. so this is uh from 
Connor Murphy of the band. Uh, so Beacons was originally about John Francesi Jr. informing on his dad, a mafia boss in New York City. I paired it with quotes from The Prince by Machiavelli. Eric pushed me to rewrite it because it was so incredibly personal. So it became about being bi. So this song is about a, a coming to terms with and accepting and, and being open and living in the truth of one's sexuality. And huh. it's amazing. Right there in the lines, uh, fire broke loose in a moment there. I let it breathe for the first time as it danced through the room undressing. It held the closet door shut, but I was out, of the, I was out with the beacons of shame left behind for the first time I felt alive. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and then later where it says, uh, tell me everything I know about love. Now it's thicker than my blood. Oh. <laughs> and it's just such a beautiful, beautiful sentence. Uh, and, you know, knowing, no, I mean, it, it's pretty bad anywhere in this country, especially in the rural areas, but knowing how uh, unaccepting and how closed-minded a lot of people can be in this region mm-hmm. and how fucking, like, traumatizing and difficult it would be growing up not being able to live as, as yourself uh, with your sexuality or your gender identity or anything uh, in a lot of these households uh, like being able to see people like break out and feel that freedom like uh, of course it's going to come out like a dance song like this yeah of course it's going to be this like this this just explosion of energy and from a what celebration I've seen, if you will Exactly. And from what I've seen of the LGBTQ uh, plus community in this town, it is just, it is love, it is celebration, it is, it is family. And I just, I, I, I'm so happy that I, that I got to hear this song. Like this song has contributed positively to my life. That's fantastic. And you know, <laughs> uh, on, on a more superficial level, it's a jam. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, just it's it's hitting on all cylinders. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think that's it's, how cars work, right? That's a car thing, right? Is that, that what people yeah. say about cars? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if, if some of the <laughs> cylinders aren't aren't firing, then the car isn't performing at, at optimal efficiency. And oh, I see. Yeah, it, it won't go very well. Um, I like that but yeah. the, the person who does not own a car is telling the person who does own a car how cars work. That is, I know, I know a very little bit about cars, but I know enough to know that the cylinders are important. <laughs> That's where the pistons go. You need those. <laughs> but yeah, this is just a, a high energy dance song and uh, getting the the theme and the, the vibe and the energy of this song makes a lot of the rest of the record make that much more sense Yeah, and ties it all together for me. And I, I love it. I love it. So I, I guess the question I have for you then, Caleb, is are you going to go back and listen to this in order and experience it as as intended? I, I will, uh, largely because now there are still four songs that I haven't heard, uh, but the ones that I've heard, I'm, I'm very much uh, very much enjoying. Well, excellent. I am glad. I wasn't sure how this one was going to go, to be honest. Like I said, I, I hadn't even yeah. listened to it when I picked it. Uh, I have never listened to this band. I just knew of them from, from other people I know that like them. Yeah. And uh, and then I and then I read the Pitchfork article, which actually, uh, oddly enough, the Pitchfork article is what made me want to hear the record because I was like, <laughs> I have to hear what kind of music uh, made the reviewer write this shitty bad review. Mm-hmm. And I stand by my statement uh, that I made at the beginning that it's it's a bad review, um, as in like the review is bad, not as in it's a bad review of an album, mm-hmm. um, and. Yeah, this this album is way better than than Pitchfork gave it credit for. So, oh, just goes to show you that Pitchfork ratings 
don't always uh, don't always mean anything because sometimes no. they're just wrong. We're gonna hear Beacons off of the album Draw Down the Moon, the new album from Foxing. Definitely check it out. Uh, it's very good. We we are fans. Yes. Uh, yeah. This has been Left of the Dial. I've been Kitsy. Caleb has been Coy. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week. It all at once, it fell